The Chicago Bulls got a win last night over the Orlando Magic, a team in which we all know that they should have beat, but a team that also has been giving the Bulls matchup problems for the better part of two years. So we're going to talk about that game. We're also going to talk about the Bulls' upcoming slate and how they need to finish this season strong if they even want to remotely have a chance to salvage this season. We're also going to dive into the mailbag, all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. And the Bulls took care of business last night against the Orlando Magic that saw the Chicago Bulls big three combined for 90 points, while the Magic starters alone, that all five of the starters only combined for 41 points. That right there is the type of game that the Bulls need to have. Now, yes, we did allow the Orlando Magic to come back in the game. They got the lead down to low. I think it's five or six at one point in the game, but the Bulls never gave up the lead in, in whole. They responded very well, and they went on a great one, run in that game to end up winning it big time. We already talked about the, the big three and how they combined for 90 points, but DeMar and Zach both having 32 points on fairly efficient shooting. Zach 11 for 18, DeMar DeRozan 11 for 14, DeMar also being five of five, from the three-point line, something we don't see from DeMar a lot. DeMar also chips in eight assists, one block in that one. Zach Levine, he has three rebounds, one assist, and uh, only one turnover to go with his 32 points. But Nikola Vucevic, 26 points, 13 rebounds, six assists, two blocks. That was the game we needed to see from the big three. But then when you factor in also getting a big output from Patrick Williams, eight of his 16 points coming in the fourth quarter for the Chicago Bulls, and he also chips in six rebounds, Two assists, one steal, and one block. Listen, the Bulls take care, took care of business in a way that they just needed to take care of business in a way that we needed and deserved to see from this team. The question is, the question isn't if the Bulls can do it. It's can they do it often? Can they make this a consistent part of their game? That has been the thing eluding this team, and that is why the frustration around Bulls Nation is what it is, and it's not going to go away maybe for the rest part of the season because this team just has not shown the resiliency and the consistent level of play, the sustained level of play that has really garnered much expectation or faith from a fan base that has gotten tired of seeing this team be so up and down so consistently this season. That's been the only consistent thing in the season has been inconsistency. And that's a problem for a team that is sitting right now at 23 and 26, still three games below 500. And every single time we get two, we get one game below 500. And we think, is this team going to start turning the corner? They don't take care of business. Now, they're on, in this game, the Orlando Magic's bench outscores their starters with over 60 points coming from the bench. Mo Wagner and Cole Anthony going over 20 points alone. Jalen Suggs also chipping in 11 points. Listen, there was a point in this game where Mo Wagner and Cole Anthony looked like the new coming of Shaq and Kobe. They just went on this wild stretch, and it was so frustrating, and it was almost traumatic because of the PTSD as Bulls fans as we're used to seeing this team give up these huge leads. It definitely set us there, but the Bulls were able to hold on, and I'm, and I, and then get kudos for being able to hold on, scoring 30 points in every quarter of this game, 30 points or more in every quarter of this game but the first quarter. That is how we need to see. This team can execute on offense. When they don't start fretting, when everybody moves without the ball, player movement, ball movement, that needs to be what Billy Donovan and the coaches have is preaching to this team. If you see somebody not moving without the ball, bench their asses. Take them out of the game, sit them down for three to five minutes, and let them realize and watch other players move without the ball. That's what need to happen. That's how you breed a culture in 18. This team is not doing it. They haven't done that consistently. But again, 
I don't want to crap on the Bulls. They got a win, a much needed win. I feel I put on a Bulls hat. Still not wearing full Bulls merch. That's going to, that, that, they, we'll see how they do next week. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's this. I just want, and we as Bulls fans deserve to see this level of effort every single night from the Chicago Bulls. Yes, they, they, they did the, the usual Bulls thing, giving up a big lead, but they were still able to win big winning by almost 20 points in this game, and that is what we need to see from this team against these sub-500 teams. And that's really what it boils down to, and looking at where the Bulls currently sit. And the Bulls have a tall test in front of them, and I want to really kind of bring home why when we say the Bulls have to play with this intensity, every single game matters. This is why I originally came up with that term, they have to win the week, almost every week from now on out, because the Bulls sit currently at 23-26. and We have 33 games left on the season. Just for the Bulls to finish at 500, they have to go 18 and 15 over the over the, the back half of this season. And if they want to be above 500, that what does that mean? That means that they are going to have to win 25 to 28 of their last 33 games. And we know with this Bulls team, it'd be crazy to expect this Bulls team or to think this Bulls team is capable of only losing five games on the back half of the season. The, the likelihood of the Bulls finishing above 500 is highly unlikely. The likelihood of them finishing at 500 is still highly unlikely. This team is destined for a plan. It just is what it is. Now, if the Bulls come out and they have another solid month, keep in mind the Bulls over over the last over a little bit over a month. I think in the month of January they're eight and four, but in the last 20 games the Bulls are 12 and eight in the last 20 and four and two in their last six. Seeming like they're starting to go in that direction. Yes, the losses have been terrible losses, and and and. They deserve to be criticized and hold, held accountable for how, they, how they're losing some of these games. But the Bulls have won the month of January. Even if they do go out and lose on Tuesday, which is our last month uh, game in the month of January, they still have a winning record in the month of January and over the last month and a half have a winning record. But the faith in this team has not been restored because of how bad they look in the losses. So this team has to do it. Like, like It's a tall test in front of the Chicago Bulls just to make the play-in tournament. So I think the conversation, at least for me, until this team, unless this team goes on a crazy like eight, nine, ten game winning streak, I'm really past the point of 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 really wondering if this team or when this team can get above 500. Um, because even if they do, let's say they win the week next week and they have three games next week, if they win all three of those games, they're at 500. It's still a tall test for this team to really maintain that over the back half of the season with the level of play that we've seen from them so far. Now, if they can change my mind on that. Shout out to them. It's all going to be told on the court. But when we say, you hear other content creators and Will Purdue say, the urgency, every single game matters now, it's because of that. 33 games left, and you have to go 8-15 and 15 just to be at 500. Just to be at that. This, this, Like I said, teams play inbound to me. I think they really missed that window. Losing those two games in a row, losing the three before that, like, um, well, after a winning streak, like, that really kind of shot this team in the foot of, of their chances in me to avoid the play-in. This team is playing bound. The question is, is can they start sustaining a level of play that we can go into the play-in with some level of confidence? That's the biggest question there. Not too confident of it, in my opinion, but we'll see. The parity in the NBA, we know what that is. All it takes is one team to trade away or decide that they want to go tanking, things like that. And we'll see what ends up happening with this team. Still don't think any type of major moves coming down the, the pipeline but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and it will all remain to be so seen in the way that the Bulls play. Now, in the upcoming week for the Chicago Bulls, we're going to talk about this week before we get into the mailbag. The Bulls have a three-game homestand, every game at home for the Chicago Bulls in the next stretch of games, which 
should bring a level of confidence, right? You get some home cooking. You don't have to travel. The Bulls have been one of the most travel teams in the NBA. And after this week, they go right back to back and backs. But what's for focusing on this week, they play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They have a day of rest between every single game and two days of rest right now between when they play next. But after Tuesday, at least a day of rest between every game they play next week. Meaning, and they're at home. No excuses. No excuses for the lackadaisical energy. No excuses for the flat second halves. No excuses for the bad thirds quarters. No excuses for being outworked. And we're going to see how this team, the Charlotte Hornets game, that is a revenge game after they just beat you. Portland, Clippers, those are both winnable games. These, again, games that the Bulls very well can win. The Clippers are starting to play better. This is another team that could present some matchup issues. But the Bulls need to execute. And coming into this next set of home games for the Chicago Bulls after they've been on the road, I wish that we were riding into this with more confidence, right? But we don't. And the Bulls need to take care of business over the next week. If they can go into 2-1 over the week, shout out to them. They'll still be below 500. But winning the week is the key thing for the Bulls going forward. And we'll see. We'll see if they have. We'll ha- see if they restore our faith in them. I know a lot of people, me included, aren't necessarily too hopeful. But the Bulls can do it. We know that they have the skill and the talent level to do it. The biggest question is, will they do it? All right, let's go ahead and jump into the mailbag. This first voicemail, this one is from Shay. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. You know, I hear a lot of people, and I heard you say a lot of things about Io DeSumo's and Patrick Williams' slow start, up and down start this year. And uh, I'm here, I've analyzed it, and I've came to this one conclusion. You know, this is the first season that both of these guys have had a consistent role at a certain position. Think about it. Last year, Io DeSumo came in and thought he was going to be like a bench player that wasn't going to get any minutes like David Terry currently is right now. And then he became a good bench piece, and then he became a starter for some games. You know, this is really the most consistent role that he's ever had in his NBA career. Now, I know what you're saying. He's in a bit of a slump, and he's been performing better last year, but you got to think about it. Was he a starter at the beginning of the season to start out last year? No, he wasn't. It was Lonzo Ball. He wasn't really, when you think about it, last year he was really the third backup point guard. And that's for Patrick Williams. You got to also think about this, take this in consideration. This is his first time forever playing a different position in the NBA. Now, I know what people are going to say. Oh, he played a power four last year, but he didn't get a lot of playing time last year due to his hand injury. And by the time he did come back, it was playoff time. So, really, you got to think about it. This is the this is the first real consistent year that both of those guys have had, and I think that both of them are kind of getting adjusted to it. Like, And I know what some people are going to say, oh, you can't make excuses for Patrick Williams at this point. You kind of can because this is a new situation, and then he really didn't play last year, and I understand as well, you know. He's a four-time starter and a four-time point guard when really he wasn't really four-time last year. Anyway, tell me what you think. All right, so Shay Please. talks about uh, I.O. and P. Will not having kids. I- I fight back on I.O. a little bit. Yes, he came into the season not expecting to be a starter, but he did start over 40 games, which is almost half the season last year for the Chicago Bulls. But there is something to be said. Sophomore slump, he's still not playing the best. Yes, he came into the season as a starting role. He lost that starting position for a couple of games, but went right back into that. What I'm saying with this, when it comes to I.O. DeSumo, for me, it's just simple. Give us the defense you gave us last season. Yes, I would like to see Billy Donovan put him in better situations so we can see the score that we saw in I.O. 
in, in certain flashes and in college, but he's just this. This is not going to be his role on this current team, in my opinion. It's just he's not going to do it. So he's going to have to find a way to pick his spots. He's going to have to stop missing shots at the rim, and he's going to have to hit hit these wide open threes and take those more confidently. Yes, he's not a shooter. He was a scorer in college, not a shooter. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. They kind of are forcing, just by the nature of the big three on the team, forcing him to be a shooter at times, but he has to find a way to fit in. But the biggest thing to me is wanting to see Ayo Desumu regain that defense consistently. We've seen flashes of it, even recently. We've seen flashes of that. We need to see a little bit more consistency. Now, as far as P. Will, um, P. Will, yes, moved to a different position, um, moving to the four, didn't get to play a lot of it last season. All those things that Shea said is correct there. But I also think that one of the biggest things and concerns for Patrick Williams at the start of the season is that the thing that he hung his hat on his rookie year, the defense regressed. And it regressed in a in a big way at points in the season. Now we're starting to see it come back along. And we're seeing that confidence. And even seeing Patrick Williams last night dunking, taking Paolo off the dribble, and then keeping his hand up, bring, building in that confidence. That's what you want to see. A Pete Will that gains confidence and then goes to being aggressive. I think people so often with Patrick Williams talks about aggression. But you have to be confident first before you can be aggressive. If Patrick Williams can start building that confidence, and then that confidence can then turn into aggression, we can see it. We, we, I think people see the talent in Patrick Williams. We just need him to understand it. We need him to understand how damn good you can be when you play with a certain level of energy. Last night, moving to the basket, getting uh, putbacks, things like that. That's the Patrick Williams we need to see. And his shooting. Patrick Williams is probably the best three-point shooter on the team by percentage, I think. And then on top of that, like, and we're seeing him gain confidence in that. Patrick Williams, even when he's not hitting the three, he's taking it confidently now. That's what we need to see from Patrick Williams. And that is going to be a dangerous part of this rotation for the Chicago Bulls if we can see that con con consistently. And, you know, the thing with P. Will to me is this, is that once he realizes his combination, yes, he doesn't have the best lateral speed, but his combination of his quick and tight dribble, and if he can get that shot off a little bit faster, at the four can make him a dangerous prospect. He just has to understand that. I think the coaching staff also has to put him in positions to kind of build that confidence. But great point by Shea. You guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. Let's get into this next one. Here we go. What's up, Hey, Noah from Israel here. So I think that we should blow up the team, and I will explain why. I think this team cannot become a contender with any increment with any incremental improvements. You know, show me a set of incremental improvements that would make us a contender in one or two years. We're not one or two or three or four trades away from being a contender anytime soon. Also, this team doesn't have any fundamental corner store, cornerstone to build uh, a contender. Uh, you know, we don't have a Ja, a Tato, a Yanis, a Jokic, an Embiid. You know, Levin is not an alpha player. Unfortunately, Demar and Vuch aren't as well. Will, unfortunately not. By the way, all the alpha players that I mentioned were drafted by their current teams. 
so I think we have three avenues. One, maybe, you know, continue the current trajectory for years. Sometimes we'll make the playoffs. In other years, we won't make it. Slim chances to even make the Easter Conference Finals, you know, just a recipe for mediocrity. Or we can hope to strike gold in the draft, like with Jokic or Kawhi in the late draft, late, late lottery pick. I think very, very low chances. Or we can hit the restart button, like Memphis did, like uh, Celtics did, like the Spurs and the Rockets are doing right now, or the Magic. You know, it will be abysmal for a few years, but at least we could hope for uh, a contending team in four or five years. Uh, yeah, we'll have to swallow the frog of potentially giving the Magic a high draft pick this year, but it is what it is. You know, trade DeMar and Vooch right now when they have still high value, let Levine recover and get back to himself, and then get four or five draft picks for him, maybe unclear. That's it. Anyway, cheers. All right. So uh, this caller says, blow up the team. And I and I got to disagree with that. And you even go to say, you mentioned the Celtics, Memphis, the Spurs. Celtics never completely blew up their roster. Keep in mind, the Celtics gained assets and they built, they didn't send out, sending out Kyrie, sending out some of the draft picks, things like that. But they built the team by using their own draft picks. They didn't blow it up unless you want to go back to when they traded away Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. But this Boston Celtics team never went on a full blow-up or tank. Tanking very rarely works in the NBA. And I understand why a lot of Bulls fans are talking about blow it all up. It's not going to work. The asset, Look at the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers tanked for all those years, and they got one piece. And I, I get it. That's all you need. They got Joel Embiid. But what have they really accomplished even by doing that? Yeah, they've won a lot of games. Yeah, they got a player that could be a perennial MVP in Joel Embiid. But... Look at all it took to get there. You talk about the Bulls being years away. That took years for the Bulls to get that piece and then build a team around that. I mean, the Sixers to get that piece and then build a team around that piece. So very rarely when you have when you have talent on a roster, you want to try to add to that roster. Yes, it's going to take longer. And there is no clear one, two, three trade, but that, that's to be said with every team in the NBA. You there's no one, two, three easy tank years that all of a sudden you're going to be a championship contender either. And when you look at AK and Eversley, yes, they want to keep this team competitive. I do think that, you know, them trying to go for veterans other than young players, it, it, it works some, didn't work some. I think that, you know, having a scrappy young team, there is something to be said with that. But that is why this team is now being so protective with their first round picks. So I don't think blowing it all up is the, que- is the answer. Could they move one of the big three? I, def- I definitely think that that could be if once they take a look and evaluate this team in a full offseason. But blowing it all up isn't the answer. The Spurs didn't blow it all up. Yes, they traded Kawhi. But then look, they slowly built up off their draft picks. Yes, they ended up trading away DeJounte, getting a lot of draft picks back for them. But even the Spurs never went into a full tank. They just were a bad team, yes. But it went there naturally. The Memphis Grizzlies, again, I wouldn't say that the Memphis Grizzlies completely blew it up. They eventually traded Mike Conley away, but that was after they got John Morant. And they had a lot of other pieces still on that team. So I get it what you're saying, and I understand the mindset. It's just not likely. Hitting the reset button for this team is not something that's going to happen. Um, not in the way that a lot of Bulls fans want. And that's just my opinion on that one. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Josh. Hey, hey, it's Josh Rosen again. Um, I'm calling after the Bulls beat the Magic. I also just watched the Lakers lose to the Celtics in overtime. That was tough after that missed uh, foul on LeBron. Anyways, as we know, this game was... <clears throat> we should have won this game, so good for good for the Bulls for beating a team that's under 500. It's a great accomplishment. Um, I know Pat and Vich each just had a great game, but I 
I don't want us to forget about that game in Charlotte. That game was terrible, man. I mean, I'm still triggered by Mason Plumlee going off against the Bulls. Mitch couldn't guard him for shit, man. Like, that was just crazy to watch. And I was liking Andre Drummond until he stopped being played for some reason. Um, pretty sure they're looking for avenues to trade him. That's just what that smells like to me. Um, I'd honestly like to see Vooch and Pat traded, as unpopular of an opinion as that is. I'd prefer to see someone like Aiton or Mitchell Robinson uh, at center, someone who's got that defensive prowess that can really defend the rim uh, and has that aggressive but athletic uh, stature. Um, and I think we should build around Zach and DeMar as the key scorers on the team. Keep AC because, honestly, he's necessary for a championship-level team. And we should get rid of Billy Donovan. I think we should, we need a coach because he's not the coach that will help us win a championship, to be very honest. Um, every single thing we do, we have to think about everything that the Bulls have to do. Every move the Bulls make has to be with the intention to win a championship, not just be a first-round knockout. So getting rid of Billy Donovan, getting a coach that knows a little bit more about what they're doing, you know, maybe send him to a team that is rebuilding, you know. But, no, we need a championship-level coach and championship-level center, I think. And I don't think Luch and Pat fit on the team anymore. So, anyways, keep your head up and uh, keep watching the videos. Yeah, I'll see you later. All right, Josh brings a lot of the common, really critiques and valid ones for the Chicago Bulls. Getting really Billy Donovan is not happening. You got to understand this franchise and the franchise that you root for. This ownership is cheap, and they're not going to pay Billy Donovan getting an extension of several more years, which means at least three. He already had another year left. That's four years left of Billy Donovan. They would have to eat that contract and pay another head coach if they fire him. They're not firing him anytime soon. It's not happening. And you say every move should be moving towards winning a championship. You before, and sometimes as fans, we want to, we want to run before we even crawl. You don't just, everything, can, you have to build a base first. You have to have an identity. You have to have a vision of the type of team you want to build and bring in those pieces. Um, as far as you saying Vooch and Pat not fitting on the team, I don't get that at all. We're best when we play through Vooch. If anybody, quote unquote, isn't fitting on the team, I would say that it's DeMar, and that's not to say that he's not a great player. It's just because of things free up a little bit more. But to say Vooch and Pat don't fit on the team, to me, is not valid at all. Um, it, it, it's just Billy Donovan using Vooch in the proper ways. And that's another thing too. While the last two calls have been about blowing it up and, and things like that, I said this analogy and I think I said this, I can't remember where I said it, but you can give somebody the best ingredients in the world. If they don't know how to cook, the meal's still going to be shit. And so this idea and concept of let's just move, every move needs to be built towards this. We still got to build a, a, a base of being a perennial playoff team. And we haven't done that. We look, we're, we're right back now to the plane. Yes, the up and down, jump and start with the team is frustrating. Um, and I do think that AK needs to do something with this roster by the start of next season. It may not come at this trade at this trade deadline, and and something needs to happen. But you don't build a championship roster by making huge moves every single offseason and every single trade deadline. You have to evaluate, right? That's being a reactionary GM if you do those things. If you're just trading every year, making huge trades at the trade down and trading away big pieces, you need to, to build a base. And the base that AK tried to build is flawed. And you can make adjustments to that. And we'll see what AK does. There are some mistakes that AK absolutely made in this stretch. 
And there are some things that he has that are pieces that can be on the scene. But as far as like saying P. Will doesn't fit on the scene, P. Will is absolutely one of those pieces that fits on any team. That is why AK drafted him is that he can, especially if he ever finds a way to be aggressive. P. Will offers that skill set that really builds a lot of flexibility in how you can build the rest of the roster around it. So Dalen's another piece that you could say that too. Isla's another piece that you can say that too as well. So we'll see what this team does. But before you can get to every move being towards building a champion, going towards a championship, you have to first build a solid team. You have to first build a style of play. You have to first build just being a consistent level of heart. This team is missing a leader drastically, but you don't often get those in the trade market. So let's see what this team ends up doing. Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Uh, because of you guys and like liked in everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. If we can see red, see red. Otherwise, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.